I'm not the, the girl that I used to be. I learned to heal yes. that inner child, but I knew mm -hmm. I had to face my fears. I knew I had to overcome. I knew I had to go through everything so I can be the woman that I am today. So Hello there, and welcome to the counselor's kitchen where the food is therapy and the kitchen table is safety. We want to have a conversation today. So we've got just the spot for you right here at the kitchen table where we talk about life and everything it has to offer. So pull up a seat and join the conversation right here at the counselor's kitchen table. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of TCK Table Podcast. I'm your host, Davion Lewis, and as always, it's a pleasure for you guys to come and be a part of the conversation. Um, today, I have a guest with me, and she's a wonderful person. I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself. Hello, everyone. My name is Coach Therese Teasley, and I am glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. And uh, what do you do? Uh, I heard you say coach. What does that entail? You football coach, basketball coach, what kind of coach are you? I love that. I am actually an ICF certified breakthrough life coach. So I help individuals, men and women, receive their mm -hmm. breakthrough because so many of us are looking for answers, looking for hope. And so through my program, signature program, I just help discover your purpose, find your voice, and allow you to tap into your greatness. And we do it together as a part. So I am an ICF oh, certified sir. as well as an author, a speaker, and an instructor. Awesome. I love that. So we, we have someone who's all of the things, as Miss Kim on stage would say, all the things. And that's great. How did you get started into life coaching? How, what, how was that? How long have you been doing that for? OK, I've been doing the life coaching for uh, four years and how I got started. Oh, wow. it, right. You see, that's a mm -hmm. long and yeah. the thing is I haven't had a lot of clients because I mm -hmm. still on my own personal journey and I was working for other people and I didn't really realize gotcha. that I had. Yeah. So I was awesome. in the home for like 18 years and then I said, let me get out of the classroom and start being a, a life coach. Awesome. 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 So I'm so glad to hear that. Um, and what would you say is the best kind of way to define life coach? I mean, what specifically do you feel that you do for your clients? So basically the ones that I work with, mm -hmm. I, many of them, I have experienced that they have experienced. So whether that's right. their per I mean, not knowing who they were, fighting pretty mm -hmm. low self-esteem and then mm -hmm. feeling voiceless and powerless, guess what? I well. And so I went on the journey first, I mean on the journey first, and now I'm able to yes. help others um, overcome my and go from surviving to thriving. So that's what awesome. I That's dope. I love it. And so today we're, uh, the, the, the title of the episode is called Broken, uh, But I'm Healed. So um, we just want to explore um, Coach's story. We want to give her the opportunity to kind of give her uh, testimony, if you will. And, and of course, you all know the agenda is always to bless you as a listener. So um, we're going to start off with our word of the day and our word of the day is violated or violation um the definition of that word says to break infringe or transgress in a lawful rule or agreement promise or instruction second definition is to break in upon 
or disturb rudely, interfere thoughtlessly without remorse. And the third definition says to break through or pass by force without right. Um, so with that in mind, that word violation, what does that speak to you, in, especially in terms of your story? So the word violation, what does it speak to me directly? Is someone in, uh, embarking or embracing on your personal territory or your mm -hmm. being? and give them the permission or the authority to come into your life or around you in your situation in your circumstance and they're trying to take over you and your thoughts and your actions so that's what it means to me awesome i know it was a, a whole lot of words <laughs> being tossed there but any specific word that you uh, kind of want to dive deeper into or just kind of in thought hear that word and say okay that's the one um, the one for me would be uh, overstepping my overstepping my boundaries. So that mm -hmm. just me like you're coming into my space and I didn't invite you there. So you gotcha. just take control of me and I didn't allow it. So that's what I yes. believe. Awesome. Awesome. So y'all know how uh, this goes. We love to, to really dive deeper into these words. And one of the words that I see uh, or a few of the words that I see, but one of the words that really stick out to me with that second definition that says interfere thoughtlessly without remorse. Uh, sometimes when you have a, a, an aggressor or a transgressor that uh, pulls into your space and, mm -hmm. and takes hold or takes control of something that they were not permitted to take control of, that word thoughtlessly and without remorse, uh, that to me and 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 we're not gonna uh, yield the the wrong understanding, um, but but what I do want to highlight is that sometimes people do things mm -hmm. and they're out of their mind. That word thoughtlessly just just kind of leads me to believe that that person or that entity might be out of their mind. Literally out of it, they have no. It says thoughtlessly, so that means they weren't thinking about the things that they were doing, or they were not thoughtful enough to understand that there's consequences to their actions, right? Mm -hmm. And then the word that follows is without remorse, meaning they're not really sorry about what they've done or the things that they have said or however they violated. They're, they they really don't have a um, the, the capability to connect with not only what they've done, number one, because it's thoughtless, right? So that means it, it wasn't even on my mind and therefore it can't be on my heart. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. thoughtlessly, without remorse, that really describes uh, to me what, what violation is, what a violator is. And it gives us... Um, and I'm not going to say this for the sake of uh, anything, but to, to move in maturity, once we mature to a place, because that's what it's all about. In the interim, in the moment, we, uh, we don't know what to do with violation. We don't know how to process that. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 whatever trauma comes with that is what comes with that. But you speaking of the word journey, as we journey through um, um. what we believe was violation we should if 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 
if it works on us, if the journey works on us, we mm-hmm. should then have a level of compassion mm-hmm. for not necessarily the violate, not not the violator, but the violation. A level of compassion to understand that that person was not only out their mind, but they weren't connected to themselves enough to know that what they were doing was completely wrong. And mm-hmm. that compassion should allow us then, um, and, and, and number one, to move in forgiveness, but not for the reason we believe, right? That the forgiveness, because uh, there's a stigma, oh, if you forgive that person or you forgive that entity or whatever, that makes you weak. No. It gives you a level of strength, but the forgiveness factor comes where when you realize it wasn't your fault, Mm -hmm. right? That you're not to blame for the violation. Mm -hmm. Then because you have a level of thoughtfulness, Mm -hmm. you can be connected in your heart and have some remorse, right? For not only what happened to you, Mm -hmm. but the person who's thoughtless, Mm -hmm and out of their mind and mm-hmm. can't connect. See, that's a, that, uh, I guess what I'm, I'm trying to say is that's a scary place and that's a dangerous place for any human being to be. Mm-hmm. And of course, one of the main stigmas is mental health. You yes. know, that's something that we don't talk about, especially in our community. That's something that we don't focus on. That's something that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and we don't go through the process of really trying to get an understanding about mental health. Now, of course, we're not dismissing anything. A violator mm-hmm. is a violator. And of course, there's consequences to every action. But what mm-hmm. I, I, I do look at when I see that word without remorse, thoughtless, that just leads me to see that sometimes people, when they do things, again, like I say, they're out of their mind. And because they're out of their mind, they can't connect that thing in their heart. And that's mm-hmm. a very sad place to be for any human being. Mm-hmm. And that that's that requires some help. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Because you stand so you you done get on so much, and I want to make sure I agree with what you're saying. And mm-hmm. I want to know something because like if you don't know if they're not remorseful, it's because mm-hmm. they know that they're doing it. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's Spirit, because sometimes we just look at a person as the physical, but we are made up in three components: the mind, the body, Mm -hmm. and so if the spirit is not right, and there's Mm -hmm. other factors like it's so many spirits that we deal with, and sometimes we don't want to talk. We need to talk about that because fear, anxiety, and all those other things—they are spirits, and we can't rest spirits, but we can cast them down. And if you know, like for somebody. I like, I mean, violated me. Something happened to them. So they might not know nine out of ten that it was um something wrong with it because nobody ever told mm-hmm. them. Nobody ever right. told me. And so mm-hmm. I honestly, because I see my aggressor. My aggressor mm-hmm. I forgive. I forgave yes. I forgave what happened, but I also had to forgive them for me. So I forgave mm-hmm. myself. So it wasn't just because you mentioned something about forgiveness as well. So mm-hmm. I wanted to so it is okay to forgive. You don't. Ha- you can yes. really happen. But one thing I realized at, on my journey, our mm-hmm. body is everything. So we yes. might hit it, but we mm-hmm. gotta give so that way we can heal in our body. So we can That's say, right. if happen to us, we have to let it go. So the person that dealing with those different spirits, mm-hmm. the fear, anxiety, they don't have no remorse because they might not yes. know. They did not know what they was doing in that moment. Mm-hmm. And 
my aggressor never asked for forgiveness. My aggressor mm -hmm. never said that they did anything wrong. Yes. The child, I didn't mm -hmm. know that it was wrong myself. I was young when it happened yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. So we we've broken down the word of the day, uh, and we're just gonna dive deeper into the conversation. And so by now, I'm pretty sure you all know uh, partially what the conversation is about. And we're gonna mainly focus on the process of healing. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, we're gonna talk about what needs to be talked about, but uh, for the the sake of healing, because there's somebody out there listening right now that needs the help and understanding how to go through a process to heal. Um, and I thank you so much for coming on for your, for your uh, telling and, and your transparency. And we're going to get right into uh, the brink of everything. I'm, I'm just so elated to have you once again. So uh, we're now transitioning into our food for thought moments. Um, and this is where we dive a little bit deeper. Um, and mainly what we dive deeper into, of course, these guests, from now on are going to have stories uh, and they're going to dive into their personal stories, their personal lives, share that with you all who are listening. Uh, and again, for the sake of being a blessing. So we want you all to have an opportunity to hear that you can go through a journey of healing. So uh, with that being said, let's go right into our food for thought. So our first question um, is how does your story or, you know, your situation relate to the word of the day. So the word of the day was violation. You didn't mention it. Uh, but tell us a little bit more about what that looked like for you. So growing up, I was um, mm -hmm. at tender age of four years old. And my parents wanted wow. someone to come into our home. and mm -hmm. watch. But watching us did not mean touch us. And so my yeah. baby, she was a young woman. I don't mm -hmm. know how was at the time she actually molested me and she molested me for wow. hour, I can say about two years because I was four mm -hmm. and so four or five and then we had ended up leaving and so the thing was I didn't know it was I didn't even know what it all meant because right. I was young and I couldn't process it but what I did was I actually put up all these barriers I put up all mm -hmm. these and I didn't love, I didn't know how to love because mm -hmm. I, that was love or what love was supposed to talk, what was love was supposed to be. Because not only did I experience abuse from the sexual abuse from the woman, my dad was actually abusive to my mother. So it was like, wow. yeah, like a double whammy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was like, I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know trust because my daddy wasn't in a healthy space and my mom, mm -hmm. she and she didn't, we did never really talked about what happened. So I didn't know how to ver verbalize what had taken yeah. place in my life. So that's what, I, when I had to go on this journey, I, I was, um, it was like, I was voiceless. I was powerless. And I ended up turning into like, I didn't have sex for a very long time. It wasn't until mm -hmm. I was older, but me coming, becoming older, I became very promiscuous. And so the thing yeah. was allow other people when I grew up to become an adult to violate me even more because I was looking for love. The love that I mm -hmm. needed was younger, but I didn't yeah. get, I didn't know what love was. And it was like, I was just allowing these people to do things to my body. And mm -hmm. all happened to me when I was a child. So the thing was all of these things, I ended up falling into depression when I was 25 and mm -hmm. I wanted to 
life. And I was like, this life has to be so much more. All because yeah. being touched, I'm like, how can I make it in this life? And so I, in, I really wanted to end my life, but I ended up just going on a spiritual journey. Wow. And once I got on my spiritual journey, I realized what happened to me was not my fault. Mm-hmm. What happened, it happened for a reason so I can be the woman that I am today. And so mm-hmm. I know it was like a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of just trying to figure out who I was. Me, I was always overweight because of being violated. So it's like mm-hmm. here I this, I'm an adult and I'm still fighting with those different things that happened to right. me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so I think that, um, and, and of course we know that, um, everything corresponds right in life. The Bible tells us that all things work together for our good. Right. And, um, so it's, it's hard to, it, especially if you're from the outside looking in, or even if you're in the experience of violation, right. To say, how can this work for my good? Uh, but we'll talk a little bit more about that as we kind of dive deeper into your journey. So I appreciate you again for coming on and sharing. Um, another question is, uh, can you talk about how you felt violated, meaning that the how, what that, what those feelings were, what those emotions were, and what that experience looked like for you? So at the, at the, like you said, the tender age of four, reach into that place. Can you tell us from a four-year-old perspective hmm. how that felt and how how that altered your emotional state of being? So at the age, age of four, I felt worthless. I felt like I didn't know if this was right, if this was wrong. I didn't know how mm-hmm. to process it because at that age of four, my brain was still in develop. So I didn't, yes. I couldn't factor the feelings, the emotions all together because I'm like, is this right? Is this wrong? Is, is right. people supposed to touch me like this? So at that age of four, I was like, I really don't know what to think. I don't know how to feel, but I know I became very numb. And I was like, mm. I want to love people i didn't know how to let people in and i was angry i was very mm-hmm. upset and i was hurt but i still couldn't process it all because i was wondering trying to figure out why this person was touching me why my mother mm-hmm. going through what they were going through and it still did not really regulate or really i didn't come into understanding until i got older mm-hmm. gotcha okay awesome and 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 uh that word you said numb that, mm-hmm. that really does uh, take its toll. It, it has its effect um, because a lot of trauma becomes numbing. Not, and, and so if you're an avid listener, you know, um, in our past episode, Save Our Children with Dr. Annetta Murray, we talked a little bit about trauma. And we talked about how uh, we deal with trauma and what happens to the brain is, is that our brain, uh, it progresses. And then when trauma sets in, um, usually any traumas that we experience before the age of seven, they become our mechanisms for survival. And so what happens is, is that when we uh, experience new traumas that look similar to those seven year old traumas or, or, or before, then we respond the same way. Uh, it grows as it, and, and it progresses and it may look uh, as far as your actions, it may appear to be different, but the mental space is the same and, and the, the reason and the way and the why and all that stuff becomes the same. And so it literally 
there's another book called Everything I, I Learned in Life I, or Everything I Needed in Life I Learned in Elementary School. And um, it's really just kind of an ode to how we survive and what, what things are compact into our survival um, instincts, right? And a lot of those things come in and at the age of seven or before, prior. So uh, that word numb, it really does something for me because that helps me understand that you experienced a, 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 a standstill in your life. I did. And, and of course, that word numb literally just means to have no feeling. Yes. And so whatever area of your life uh, that that numbness overcome, you have no feeling. And it really does make an impact mm-hmm. in your life. Because, exactly. again, if we don't ever get to the why or we don't ever get to the expression point and we bottle all of that up, it's like somebody throwing a pot of boiling water on you. And because you're numb, because your skin is deficient of the proper cells that causes you to feel right, you still get burned. You still get the blisters. You still get the boils. You still get the skin peel. Uh, graphic warning, right? You still get all that. Yes. From the boiling water. However, you can't feel it. So the right. effects are still there. You still see, right? The person can see that you've been burnt, but you can't feel it. Mm-hmm. And so the, the pain exists. The anguish exists. But to further that, the feeling and the being able to process that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist, right? So you get stuck. And uh, I'm, of course, there's bravery. I, and I appreciate your bravery, like I say, for discussing this topic. Because unfortunately, it happens every single day. It just does. And, and uh, it's so it's so sad. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say before I have yes. the next question? Okay. I do, because like you said, it happens every day. And sometimes people don't realize how mm-hmm. often it happens, especially in our community. And a lot of yes. times we sweep a lot of that stuff under the rug. And so in my yeah. direct family, it happened to my cousins and it happened to mm. my, but nobody talked about it. Yeah. And when we were younger, they waited until now that we're older. Oh. So just mm-hmm. imagine woke up and said that other people were violating. We would have had a different conversation. Yes. So I that, but as an adult, I, I, I finally got some professional help. I actually mm-hmm. did a therapy life to help me process some yes. of the trauma. And so, yes, I was having some of those feelings, like my body fighting. Mm-hmm. And then all of the things that I went through because I ended up having like a health scare. And it all mm-hmm. was my childhood. And then to yeah. life as well. So it's just like, mm-hmm. what Happened in the past, even though I learned to let go, forgive my mm-hmm. body and my mind still yes, it's still affected. Mm-hmm. It's still affected, and so a yes. lot of people realize that it still weighs on you, even though you're not trying to think of it mm-hmm. or remember it, but it still plays on you. And yes. so I love the fact that I'm able to, you know, go see a therapist. I'm able to listen to meditation. I'm able to exercise. I'm able to mm-hmm. grind in order to not feel like I used to feel. That's awesome. That's amazing. And so here's my next question. What became your fear uh, as a result of your experience? So let me just kind of further along uh, and give you specifically the definition of fear I'm talking about here. Uh, Fear 
is false evidence appearing real, right? Uh, so from that experience, what false evidence made the appearance of being real in your life? So refer, refer going back to like when I was abused as a child and then the, how did that fear impact my life today or when I was younger? Specifically, mm -hmm. uh, like I say, the, the fear is false evidence appearing real, right? So oftentimes when we're violated, mm -hmm. like, like I discussed before, we get stuck in a place, right? Mm -hmm. And within being stuck in that place, Mm -hmm. life is still moving life mm -hmm. is still happening right but we're stuck in this place in this moment in this time and it keeps us often from progressing right so it within the confines of the violation mm -hmm. uh it happened that that's factual right N nothing about that is false right. but it may have created something in you mm -hmm. that shouldn't be there that was not you know what i mean that that's false oh yeah uh, and so what what was what was that fear component that was created in you as a result of that experience so for me back then it was mm -hmm. not being able to tap into my greatness so i became very mm -hmm. i became very i became that person that did was scared to like leap because i thought someone yeah. else would hurt so it was like more like I was, a, I started fearing things that I normally wouldn't have feared. So it was like, I couldn't, mm -hmm. couldn't speak up. I couldn't be brave. I couldn't be mm -hmm. bold. I couldn't speak wow. my truth. Like I really could not speak my truth because I didn't know what was going to happen because mm -hmm. I was doing anything wrong and something happened. So it yeah. made me fearful because I thought mm -hmm. it was speaking what if i started telling what happened but instead yeah. i put up all those walls i put up all those barriers i little belittled myself i made myself lower than what mm -hmm. i really was. and then i started yeah. to gain the weight i started to yes. stop talking to people i started stop loving on people the way i should have loved people mm -hmm. because wow that's that's something that's something really to just hear that, that you not only did you pause, but it, it caused you to kind of cave in and not have the freedom. That's, that's a good word. Freedom. You didn't you did you 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 put the handcuffs on yourself and threw away the key. You see yeah. what I'm saying? You 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 put your own self in a in, in a in a prison and wouldn't allow yourself to be free to be who you are. Wow, that's 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 interesting. And if that sounds like you as a listener, uh, really take heed to, to what's being said and what's what's uh, what's being spoken here, because, um, you know, I'm a firm believer that nothing we go through, we go through alone. We may feel alone because we don't know who's going through it or who's been through it. But there's always somebody who's been through what you're going through. Uh, nothing new under this sun. And so one of the main things it takes is for us to be able to be vocal, mm -hmm. be vocal about the things that we go through, about the things that we process day in and day out and, and the things that we struggle with. And we have to be vocal. And I, I, I appreciate you for saying that because fear, that false evidence appearing real will cause you to say, I don't need to say nothing because can't nobody help me. Can't nobody, can't nobody understand. Won't nobody you understand what I'm saying? Fight for me. And, mm -hmm. and that's just it. It's false evidence that appears real. I love that. Um, but hold on. Before you move along, uh -huh. I want 
tell our listeners, like, do not because it's like when you experience trauma, it it can be frightening to get out of your your comfortable zone. But don't mm-hmm. be afraid leak go now is your time to really express mm-hmm. who you are what you love start out of fall in love with yourself you must yes. who you are and don't be afraid to just leak right now because i know i was one of the ones that was quiet i, I was one of the mm-hmm. ones that, and i did not know how to talk i did not know how to love i did not know but i'm if i can give you one word or advice leak love let go Beautiful. Be yourself and speak up. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right. So how did your experience um, affect you in your different stages of life? And so specifically what I'm speaking to is as a little girl, right? You talked about that four-year-old girl, uh, as a teenager, as a young lady, and then now as a woman uh, who's coming to your fullness. How In those different stages of life, how did that 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 trauma carry you or hold you or whatever in those different stages and what was different about it if there were any differences okay so from the from when i was a a youth from like all the way from when i was in elementary like a lot Mm -hmm. of fights i used to be a fighter because i like Mm -hmm. i protect myself and i didn't want nobody to know my secrets so i was carrying Mm -hmm. So I was burdened at an early age with these secrets. And so I carried that from elementary. So I used to have to fight to show who I was. And then even mm-hmm. I was very standoffish. I didn't care about other people. I just wanted mm-hmm. to become, like learn of who I was. And so what I did was I ended up putting on weight as a teenager because I was like, I didn't want to be loved in a way that I shouldn't have been loved in. Mm-hmm. So I stopped loving myself. The trauma caused wow. me. I didn't care how I looked when I went to school, but I bet mm-hmm. I, I was actually bullied. I was bullied mm-hmm. all from elementary to junior high. It wasn't mm-hmm. until at a fight. I had to mm-hmm. fight girl because people like I used to fight my cousins and I used mm-hmm. to fight just like when I was younger, yeah. but when I went to school, I had to fight this girl and after I fought her I never had a bully incident anymore but it was Mm. just that I had to fight to protect myself fight to prove myself it was like I was Mm -hmm. always myself to others and even into my adulthood it was like I was I've been trying to prove myself so even as a child I had to prove myself so to come into the adult of proving myself I learned to this is what I did I went mm-hmm. on that of really discovering who I was. So the mm-hmm. thing, like the trauma, it happened. I had to prove myself. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my worth. I was insecure, had low self-esteem. And it was just like, I didn't even belong here no more. But it wasn't until that day when I cried out to God. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want who I am. And this is when I became an adult. And he was like, you went on this journey, but I want you to see who you are. So I learned to yeah. talk. I learned to find my peace. I learned to mm-hmm. find my faith. I learned to find my hope. I learned to just be who I am. So that's how all of those experiences, it's just like the trauma, it was with me. It didn't allow me to really come into who I was until I became an adult. And so mm-hmm. now that I'm, adult, I'm, I'm raising my voice, I'm speaking yes. up and even in my power. Mm-hmm. 
Beautiful. That's awesome. Amazing. Um, and, and so my next question, and you kind of started with it, but in, in greater detail, what was the turning point in your journey? What was that day, that time, that moment, that incident, whatever, that made mm-hmm. you say, okay, enough is enough. I need to heal. I need to, I need something different. Yeah. Okay. What was, what was that experience? So as I was mentioning, when I turned 25, I fell mm-hmm. into depression and it was a really, really a dark time for me because mm-hmm. I was and on my own. I had enough partying. I had enough drinking. I had enough mm-hmm. being with individuals that I didn't have no business with. And so I mm-hmm. cried out and I told God, I said, I need to know that you real. I need to know who I am. I need to know my worth. And so the thing was, I, um, I stopped going to church, but mm-hmm. God, I want to build a relationship with you. I want you to mm-hmm. really show who I am. So it was like I was in my room and I was just crying. I was crying out to God. I had lost my cousin and I was like, God, I just mm-hmm. need you. So he was like, do you trust me? Do you believe in me? Like, yes. do you really want to go on this journey? So in 2005 is when I really dedicated my life to God. And it was just like, I knew I was done. And I was like, I can't keep living like this. And he was like, Therese, let me just show you, like, you went through all of those things, but it, mm-hmm. it was for my glory because yes. I, I put you in those positions. And I needed you to know that I was always with you every step of the way, even though you endured some hard times, I was still there. So just 25 all the way. To up to this year is when I really just was like, even though I said in 2005, I wanted to let go and just figure out who I was and just walk to this woman. Like he has been there every step of the way and he keep blowing my mind in every step of the way. That's beautiful. Awesome. 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 I'm so glad to hear that. And uh, oftentimes we don't really um, understand or really see uh, as I mentioned before, the scripture that says all things work together for our good. Sometimes it's like, okay, that what 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 good is supposed to come from that, right? What 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 blessing is supposed to come from that? Uh, but when when it says all things, it literally means all things: the good, the bad, the ugly, the uh, the uncomfortable, everything, the trauma. It all works together for the good of those that love God. Um, and the thing about it is, is that once you tap into your purpose, uh, mm-hmm. I feel, uh, once you tap into your purpose, you know, you'll see the strength of your foundation, even going through trauma, even going through valleys and, 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 and crazy experiences, how the, the, the foundation of who you are becomes that much stronger especially i feel that if you've not had an opportunity to explore who you are for so many years due to that violation due to that trauma due to whatever right you haven't had the opportunity to even discover who you are it's like you you said at 25 you kind of made that decision to shift right that means you went at least 21 years, right? Because you were violated at four. So you went at least 21 years ignoring your fullness. So mm-hmm. that means you got 21 years worth of fullness to discover. And you still got your current life and the rest of your life to, to continue discovering your greatness, right? And go ahead. I know you had something to say. No, no, I, I'm just listening to you because okay. 
right? Because I did not know who I was. And then just think about it. My brain still did not process and it did mm-hmm. not go the way that it needed to. So I had to learn how to create new memories. I had to create yes. new situations in my life so that way mm-hmm. I can and process. Even though I was just living, I was living from the from a child's perspective, if that makes sense. It was like yes. I really how to love myself, let alone mm-hmm. somebody else. Somebody I didn't know else, yeah. spread my wings and fly. And I'm mm-hmm. always the same space that I am. I was always stuck in my comfortable zone because it was yes. normal for me. So it was mm-hmm. just like I was looking at it from a lens where I wish I could have been able to process things a lot different, but I feel like yeah. what happened in my past, it really just it really got the best of me because I feel like I missed out on so much, but now I mm-hmm. live. And so I'm glad you brought that, brought that out. Awesome. And I heard you say a word, uh, comfort zone. That's what it was. And oftentimes that's a part of that false evidence appearing real too, man. I'm telling you that, that we take what, what we think is a comfort zone. And really, it's just a holding cell. It's just a, it's just a space for us to, to, to be confined, right? Solitary confinement. It's just here's your your cue. Stay right in there. Don't come out. You you don't need to see the light of day. You don't need. We'll you know we'll serve you. The trauma gonna bring you your meals. It's gonna feed you. It's gonna. You understand what I'm saying? But it's it's just a, a solitary confinement. Just a box that we're gonna stay in. Why? Because our trauma is feeding us. And our trauma is safe for us. Mm-hmm. And that's what it, that's the false evidence appearing real. Our trauma becomes a, a safety net. That's yeah. what it, it, it does. It becomes a safe space for us. And we feel safe right here. Why? Because I've been dealing with this since four years old. You know what I'm saying? It's just like being in a relationship with someone that you know, you've been in a relationship for years and years and years. And you say, okay, I know who you are, you know. My fear, I don't want to go out and date somebody else. Why? Look, I learned somebody all over again. I don't have time for that. I just stick with you. Why? Because I know you. We're here. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And Oh, this is great. This is good. I'm I'm just so excited and elated. I I appreciate you so much. Um, So now we'll get into that portion um, in our Food for Thought where I talk about a quote. Everybody knows um, this is my, my thing. I find a quote. It relates to us specifically in the space that we're in and the topic that we're talking about. And so I read a quote and it changed my life. And it says, to heal is to face with love that which we previously framed with fear. Um, what are your thoughts? And I, I'll read it again if you need me to. But what are your thoughts there? To heal is to face with love. That which we previously framed, framed meaning F-R-A-M-E-D, framed with fear. What are your thoughts about that quote? Because I'm all about love. Mm-hmm. I've cast out fear. Love cast out mm-hmm. everything. So yes. anything happen or going to happen. And even like with your enemies, even if the mm-hmm. people... I kill well, I restore it and repair it with love. So I think it's mm-hmm. for all of us because like if you feed it with hatred, if you feel it yeah. with what is it gonna do? It's gonna continue to fester, it's gonna continue to grow. So if you feed yes. it with love, 
passed down and it's going to help to heal somebody else because you come in from a pure place, a genuine mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's awesome. And and in my in my kind of evaluation of this quote, right, um, it says to face with love what you that which you previously framed with fear. So that word frame, right? We're not talking about frame as in who framed Roger Rabbit, right? We're not talking about giving uh, an accusation, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about frame like a picture frame, right? Mm -hmm. Because we talked just a few minutes ago about that trauma putting us in a box, putting us in a place, putting us in a holding cell or whatever, right? And life puts us, those traumas puts us in a box. We frame it, right? And we, we put it up on the wall and it's there, and uh, the thing about it is, is we have to face it every day. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm looking at it from the perspective of a picture frame, right? Because when you have a big, beautiful piece of art, you mm-hmm. know, art is to be admired, art is to be looked at. And sometimes we, we hold our trauma with, a re- with regard of uh, art, right? It's on display always. So we yeah. have to face it. Mm-hmm. We have to face it, no matter what. Oftentimes, with that frame, we look at it from a fearful position. So as you said, you, you talked about how a lot of things set in and, and became fear for you. Everything you face, you look at it from a frame of fear, right? Yes. So the, the quote is saying, when you heal, you're able to face that same frame, that same picture, with love, with compassion, mm-hmm. with understanding, yeah. with wholeness. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Being able to look at that that same picture, that same painting, that same work of art with a level of love the yeah. same way in the, and, and in the same sort of spacing that you once framed that same picture, that same trauma, that same event with fear. Mm-hmm. If I can look at it and say, you know what? Love. I got a, I, I got all the love in the world for me, for who I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this isn't about loving your violators, but having a level of understanding and compassion that, oh, they messed up too. And they need healing too. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? That's oh, yeah. when you know you've healed. And like you stated before, uh, and you can expound on that if you want to. But you said uh, you talked about how you forgave him and he wasn't sorry. You know, that person wasn't sorry. You know, right. so uh, that that's sometimes the, the outcome of having to face the trauma is being able to forgive somebody and, and being healed in that trauma, being able to forgive somebody. They're not even sorry. They didn't mm-hmm. think they did anything wrong. But that love and that compassion that you have for you and the, the level of love and desire you have for your life to move forward. You now mm-hmm. respond to that picture, that frame mm-hmm. with love instead of fear. Um, mm-hmm. And so I know you have a few more thoughts to share. If you have anything else to share on that, go ahead. Yes, because of the simple fact, like where I am in my life today, I'm actually getting ready to get out of the box, like you said, mm-hmm. because our situations sometimes put us in the box when especially our comfort zone, which is, I believe, mm-hmm. like you said, the box. And so the thing is, like, I never wanted to leave my home, but mm-hmm. because I'm looking at it from a new perspective. Like if I leave the place that I call home and get out here on my own, I'm doing it by faith. And I'm also doing it by love because I was Mm -hmm. never meant to stay stagnant. I was never meant 
to be in the position that I'm, I am, but I'm learning to accept new challenges mm-hmm. in love because I used to yes. look at challenges as being bad because of what happened to me because I've always dealt with different challenges and it didn't feel good. And so now, mm-hmm. like I even used to be afraid of mountains. Guess what? I learned mm. to climb the mountain. I learned to walk the mountain. I yes. learned to be in the mountain because mm-hmm. that the fear that I had put up the frame, as you would say, yeah. I would it look at it as fearful, but now it's not mm-hmm. a fear to me. Instead, yeah. it's, a, it's something that I've learned to conquer and overcome mm-hmm. in order yes. to heal. So it's all right. everything. If you look at how everything just ties in. So whatever you have been running from, I've learned to mm-hmm face it because that's face all it is you just have to face it but face it with love and know that yes. we can't be afraid of the unknown we have to embrace mm-hmm. the unknown and know that some things are not meant for us to know it because if we know it we would have been tried to run to it but it wasn't our yeah. time to receive it mm-hmm. so now that i'm i'm in a place in a position i am accepting the unknown because i don't know what's before me but i'm accepting yeah. and believing that it's a it's something good. That's why mm-hmm. I do it in love and by yes. faith. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so our final question is, uh, where has change brought you thus far? And where do you see it taking you? And I know you, you started on it by talking about kind of stepping out on faith, but expound on a little bit. You, you did speak on uh, how you got to the point of making up your mind that I'm no longer going to accept this trauma and allow it to have control over my life. You said that happened at age 25. You cried out to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And from that place, you started making some changes, right? And I know yes. you talked about your health journey and things like that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So expound on some of those changes and how they kind of progressed you to where you are today. And then tell me a little bit more about where you see those changes taking you for the future. Okay. So at the age of 25, when I went on my journey, I actually, when I cried out to God, I was like, God, really show me who I am. Show me my worth. And so Mm -hmm. 2013 is when it all happened for me. I lost my job. My parents lost their job and my brother Mm -hmm. did too. And the thing was, in that moment, I almost gave up because I lost my mm-hmm. I lost my car. I lost my money. Yeah. I just lost a lot of me. But I ended up mm-hmm. seeking God the even more because I remember when I cried out to him when I was 25 yes. years old. And here I was 33 at that time. And he was like, don't worry, because you told mm-hmm. me you wanted to try. You wanted to trust me. So I didn't realize I, I was going to have to trust him to this mm-hmm. capacity. And so yes. the thing was when um 2013, I just started going to church more and then I mm-hmm. actually really it was like he prepared me for what was to come and I didn't feel mm-hmm. so bad it was like yeah. I was in this new space and I was like oh my god I don't know what's to come so moving fast forward I actually got a job after mm-hmm. like a whole year of no money coming in I became a caregiver I became I started doing administrative work so I started doing the administration work and then I actually started my job I mean started my business in 2017 mm-hmm. and so I didn't know what that was going to look like the name of my business is driven by purpose and I was like mm-hmm. oh my god all of the things that I went through it prepared me for 2017 I knew I wanted to be a life coach but it focuses mm-hmm. on health and wellness so life coach nutrition dancing just creating the safe space for individuals like me and so the yes. thing was here it is 2017 I had 
I had my first event. Didn't even know about putting the event together. I started mm-hmm. my business from scratch. The first person in my direct bloodline to start a business didn't know what they was doing while still mm-hmm. working for somebody else and bringing my community together. It was yes. like, oh my God, like I was mm-hmm. able to do this based off of all of my experiences and knew how I wanted to treat my community because I don't know if you guys remember when I said that when I was younger, I cried out to God that I wanted to mm-hmm. heal people. I wanted to help people he was like this is how you're going to do it so this is mm-hmm. what i prepared you for so i had my first event in 2017 i brought so many different people from my community together to put on this yes. event to provide resources for my neighborhood and when i tell you that was a successful year and an mm-hmm. event it just made me want to do more so the second year 2018 i had my um my first woman's empowerment but Mm -hmm. on september no not september but august i can't remember i think it was like august the 15th my daddy Mm -hmm. his health turned for the worst and so he was in the hospital for two weeks and we end up losing him on september the 7th wow and so for so long like god had been telling me to speak to him mm-hmm. and tell him certain things but i didn't understand what it was wow. and how he was preparing me for this transition so we ended up my losing gosh. him september the 7th my birthday is september the 8th so i lost my father wow. day before my birthday and then um i had the women's empowerment the very next day so in that mm-hmm. moment is when i gained my strength in that moment i knew that what i went through was really for a purpose because i lost my father and then here mm-hmm. it is i was able to be for, go before women and speak to them uplift them even when i needed it the most and so mm-hmm. the thing is i was 38 at that time he didn't get to see me before my 38th birthday well he seen me because I was able to tell him that I had I loved him and I hadn't heard my father's voice for two weeks. I told him I loved him and he was like, I love you. And so to hear him say those last words, that's what I needed. I know I'm a little teary eyed, but I had to say this because of the simple fact. I had carried so much hate and hurt for my father for so many years because of what he had did to my mother. And the thing was. I didn't never really tell him how it impacted me. So I never got that opportunity to tell him that he hurt me. And so Mm -hmm. the thing was, that's where that fear came in. Because if I couldn't speak to my family, how can Mm -hmm. I speak to strangers? How could I tell them that how I was really feeling? That's why I said I put up all these these walls, these barriers of protection. So the thing was, after losing my father, after doing all of that, here it is, 2020, it was 2020, I ended up having a health scare. Mm-hmm. And so the thing was, I was having digestional issues within my digestive system. And so mm-hmm. the thing is, as a woman, we hold a lot of stuff in our stomach. And so mm-hmm. I'm somebody, I know my blood type is B positive. I'm supposed to watch the foods that I eat. And so I'm supposed to be on a strict like vegetarian diet because it works mm-hmm. for me. And so the yes. thing was, I wasn't taking care of my body. I was 262 pounds and mm-hmm. I was grieving the loss of my father. I was going through so many different changes. The world with the corona, it stopped and mm-hmm. I wasn't able to hug people. I wasn't able to love on people. Yes. I wasn't able to be my full self. And so the thing mm-hmm. was, I, 
I ended up having to go. I, I was able to lose weight. I lost 60 pounds in five months. I was able to thank you. I was able to deal with my father's uh, loss, like his death. And then there was some other things that I had to face. So here it is. 2021. I wrote my first book. I actually wrote two books. I co-authored on one. Then I wrote my other book. So it's like all of the things that I went through, it propelled me to be able to step out on faith, especially with the health scare, the loss of my daddy with the molestation. I don't no longer live in the place of molestation. I don't live in the moment of my past. I have yes. learned how to walk fully in my purpose, but I had to endure some things. But if I did not have a solid foundation with God, and if I didn't know he was my solid foundation, if I didn't have my own personal relationship relationship with him mm -hmm. i would not be here today so i had to go through the trial and the error i had to go through the pain i had to go through the fire but i knew like after all the years and i look back over my life it was like it was preparing me for today so with that being said here it is uh, November, I am getting ready to leave my comfortable place, my comfortable place, because I've been here all of my life. I've been in Michigan ever since I was a little girl. I did live in Arkansas for three years, but the thing was, I am stepping out. I'm coming to a new unfamiliar yes. territory and I'm doing it by faith and I'm not going to let anything or anyone stand in my way because I'm learning <laughs> to face my fear. Because yes. it is no longer my barrier. It's just mm -hmm. a part of who I was. And it's not going to control me, but instead mm -hmm. propel me to the next level. Because a lot of people don't know I've been dealing with a little different pains and growing pains in my body. And mm -hmm. it does not feel good, but it was a part of the plan. So I am glad to be before you guys and hearing in this space. And I was glad to share my story because I'm not the, the girl that I used to be. I learned to heal yes. that inner child, but I knew mm -hmm. I had to face my fears. I knew I had to overcome. I knew I had to go through everything so I can be the woman that I am today. Yes. So that is my story. And I'm Teresa. And also, for those that don't know, I go by uh, T. Nicole. So if you look for my book, it's T. Nicole. I'm an author, mm -hmm. T. Nicole. <laughs> All right. Yes, we'll have more details on, on that in just a second. But we uh, wrapped up this portion of our food for thought. I just wanted to encourage you. I'm so elated again. Uh, you talk about facing your fear, and um, you know, I always say it like this: you have to face your fear. Uh, mm -hmm. Face the word faith, meaning believing beyond what you see. Uh, because again, as we stated in the quote. The, the the frame is there. You're, the picture you're going to see the picture, right? Mm -hmm. But there's something beyond that frame, right? And we have to face our fears. We have to look beyond what we can't see uh, mm -hmm. in order to get past the place that we're stuck in and, and, and fearing. And I also wanted to tell you uh, and, and just encourage you, give you my condolences on your father. For those of you who know, you guys listened to the first episode already. Um, I I lost my mother. Um, in 2018 um and she had some some issues some health issues as well so i completely understand uh i started my catering journey after uh well i was already on it before she passed but i had i had to really full throttle it after her passing so i understand how walking in your purpose after your parents are gone that that's a, a hard place that's a really uh a tough spot 
really to be in, especially when you just, you know, you have that desire to make them proud or whatever the case may be, even if you and, and even if you have some type of uh, onset traumas and things like that, that you, you have un, untapped and untouched and, and undealt with. Uh, so I completely understand and, and sympathize and empathize with you on that as well. But I am more than confident uh, that he would just be so proud. And, yes. and, and the, uh, the wonderful thing is, is that, you know, oftentimes when we're growing through life and we're going through life, growing through life, parents, uh, uh, number one priority is to get us to a place where we can stand on our own two feet. Talk about that in the Save Our Children episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um the thing about it is, is that when we go through these traumas, right, like you already expressed, we get stuck mm-hmm. in that uh, in that child, that inner child place, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think part of that parental guidance, even if we're the blame, right, as a parent, is to help a child become an adult, stand on their own two feet and that sort of thing. So I think he would be extremely proud that you have gotten past that four-year-old child place stuck and now you're a woman because that's that's all a a, a real good parent can ask for if you you grow into a woman grow into a man you grow into your own uh so i just want to encourage you right there and, and and know that he's proud of you and uh that journey you keep going because there's there's nothing like uh getting to the other side of the promise right uh you know it's sad you think mm-hmm. about, uh, and for those of you who know, this is not a specifically a religious podcast, but mm-hmm. I am a man of God. I'm a minister. So this is what I do. This is who I am. Uh, mm-hmm. So take it how you need to take it. But uh, for those who were in the wilderness for 40 years, mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying? It was only, what, three or so that made it or mm-hmm. a handful, let me just say, of folks that made it. And pretty much everyone who was literally delivered out of Egypt did not make it. They all died. Yes. And it and, and literally was a whole new generation of people that went into the promise, that got to the other side of the promise. So I, I say all that to say this. Keep going in your journey so that you can see the other side of the promise. Because it's, it's one thing to see the promise and never get to it. It's one thing to experience having the purpose and understanding how to be aligned with your purpose and never getting there. So continue in it uh, and, and and trust God that he's going to see you through to the other side of the promise, the side of the promise that is the promise. So, um, I, again, I appreciate you. Now we're in our takeaway portion of the show. Um, and so this is where us as, as hosts, co-hosts, uh, hosts and special guests, we give you all sort of an overview, um, something that you can completely take away from all that's been said, right? We're going to condense it down, pack it tight, and uh, potentially challenge you to do something for the next seven days. Of course, these podcasts come out weekly, uh, and I get messages from you all about the takeaways and how they help you. And so that's not going anywhere. We want to challenge you. We want to give you tools, equip you with some knowledge and wisdom and understanding on how to move forward with these next seven days as it pertains to the things that we've discussed on today. So do you have your, uh, your takeaway already ready? I just want to me to go with mine. However you want to do it. So I just want to tell you guys to just face your fears. So mm-hmm. challenge yourself 
to do something that you ain't never did before and don't worry about the outcome but instead know that it's going to work out for your good but you must believe that so continue to not worry about your past but embrace your present so that is what i have for you today beautifully said beautifully said my takeaway for uh, all who are listening Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you deal with and an, a subject matter as sensitive as this, mm-hmm. uh, and, and understand. My first challenge for all those who are listening is to gain an understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, we're not self-aware because we don't know, and mm-hmm. we simply don't know how to get to know what we need to know. And so my my uh, first informant, my first challenge for the next seven days is to gain an understanding of what your trauma is. Um, mm-hmm. It does not have to be a sexual molestation. It does not have to be as extreme as rape. It does not have to be as extreme as abuse, verbal or physical abuse. It could simply be something that you really loved and had a passion about and had hope for as a child and your parents didn't come through for you. That can be a, as, as simple as that sound, that can be a trauma in and of itself. Somebody not showing up for you the way you hoped or wish or needed in that moment for them to show up for you. That can be its own trauma. So as, as, as minute as it may seem or as extreme as it may seem to you, get an understanding of your trauma why you feel or felt the way you feel or felt and then embrace that it's okay to have that feeling. And it's also okay to shift those feelings. So that is, uh, and, and ultimately that is a challenge mm-hmm. for all of you, all of you who are listening, yes. because it's going to take, it's going to take some real energy it's going to take some real focus to, number one, understand the trauma, understand that that space, right? Because oftentimes it's ignored, especially when it does not seem as major. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I've talked about this in my uh, in, in episode one of season two. This is my story. I've talked a little bit about how um, some of my past traumas and some of the things that I did not uh, get the support. I did not get certain things that I needed. You know, oftentimes Mm -hmm. I would look out in the crowd if I was doing a performance or if I had a game or whatever the case may be and Mm -hmm. saw nobody in the crowd. You know, that for me was a trauma because it it, it made it hard for me, number one, to trust people and number Mm -hmm. two, to allow people to do things for me because Mm -hmm. I'm so used to just doing everything on my own. I got it. I don't need no help. You know what? You can tell me all day long, you're going to do this, that, that, and so, but I'm always have a contingency plan. And, and, and so those are traumas and there are triggers to those traumas. So all of these things I had to dig dig deep and understand. Right. But once Mm -hmm. I understood them, I number one could feel, I, I number one could feel it. Mm-hmm. Number two, I could be okay with what I was feeling and processing. And number three, I was able to learn how to shift or switch those traumas on and off. Because the false evidence that appears real oftentimes is if mm-hmm. it resembles it, it must be it. And I'm going to respond as if it was it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. The, the, the fear that false evidence appearing real mm-hmm. becomes in our life. If it resembles it, 
It must be it. And I'm going to treat it as if it was it. Whatever that it is, whatever that trauma is, whatever that uh, uh, emotional connection, mental connection, spiritual connection is, Mm -hmm. that's the control of our trauma is that everything that resembles that trauma, we respond the same way we responded that first time, whatever that age is, as if it was the same thing. And oftentimes it's not even the same thing. It's not even the same but we'll put that, we'll frame that with fear, right? And we won't accept things in love. Why? Because we, we're still in this. Right. So this mm-hmm. is why I'm challenging us to gain understanding. This is why I'm challenging us for the next seven days. It's going to take longer than that. Mm-hmm. But for the next seven days to focus, right? To, to get an understanding, to be accepting of the feelings that we feel and what we feel, and then learning how to shift what we're feeling. Right. Because Mm -hmm. oftentimes we miss opportunities. Why? Because we think that that person or that uh, energy or that entity or whatever is coming in and they come in and they step into us almost like the same way uncle such and such stepped to me when he touched me. Yeah. And this man is not uncle such and such. He might love you. He might want to deal with you. You know, you don't know that person's intentions until you explore until you give yourself permission to explore, right? But that fear will put you in a place where now you look like Uncle Bubba. Uh, uh, no. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Let's 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 dive off the diving board, off the mountain, off the cliff. Let's dive deeper into some of these waters and really swim in them and feel them and, and get an understanding for them. Because that's the only way that we can shift. Because now when this man steps to me, I know, okay, you're not my Uncle Bubba, but let me set up let me set up my my standards. Let me put some things in, in position, not as walls, but as checkpoints, right? So that now I can have more time to assess who you are, what you're doing, what your intentions are, and really get an understanding from a place of love and support for who I am rather than a place of fear. And then I missed an opportunity uh, for my life to be blessed. So that's my takeaway Get an understanding, uh, feel it, and then learn or, or, or get, get guidance on coping me- mechanisms on how to shift those traumatic things for you. Uh, that's my takeaway. I'm sticking to it. So we have. Um, hold on, before you end that, because he gave y'all so many nuggets and jewels, and I hope y'all listen to it, but I want to leave you with this. Go ahead, go ahead. Just go ahead. breathe, just breathe. Mm-hmm release and believe that it's going to be okay while you're doing That's the challenges and you, and you take these takeaways, breathe, mm-hmm. release, yes. keep like, keep the faith believe. and know that it's going to be all right, yes. but you got to breathe. Cause so many times we don't breathe, <laughs> breathe. What'd you say? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Breathe. And then one more thing, forgive, forgive yes. yourself. As you find out and discover what it is that you need to heal from, forgive yourself. But breathe. I'm putting this in my phone right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> and, and and what's funny is uh, one of my other podcasters, he does t-shirts. So I'm going to text him as soon as it's over and say, listen, breathe, mm-hmm. release, yeah. and believe. <laughs> yes, go. that's it. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we are on our, uh, like I said, we're closing out. 
any final words and then tell us where uh, where we can get your book, your where we can reach you, social media platform, if somebody needs life coaching, tell us how to disconnect with you, okay? Okay, so first I want to say thank you for having me on the show and my connection as well because I know it's tough, but I know it's getting better. And I just thank yes. God for you. I thank God for this platform. I thank God for this opportunity. And I am so glad that we connected. And I just look forward to whatever's to come from this. And so again, yes. thank you for this. And so um, my last takeaway is guys, just continue to tap into your greatness. Continue to discover your truth. Just discover who you really are and just live. Never let go of the moment. And what I mean by that, never like, or don't never let go, but don't take the moments for granted because so many times we just sit up here and we think we got every day and we got all day. No, you don't have every day. You don't have all day. Take yes. Just live moment by moment, second by mm -hmm. second. And, and don't waste it because it is precious. And so I can be found on Facebook at T Nicole. That is T E A Nicole N I C O L E. And I can also be found on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, YouTube under Driven by Purpose. Purpose is P-U-R-P-O-S-3. Again, that is Driven by Purpose, P-U-R-P-O-S-3. And you can mm -hmm. find my book. You can find more out about me on my website, www.TeresTeasley.com. Yes. That is www.T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-E-R-T-